I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? Big ones. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to the big ones of the big screen. Each week, we discuss new <clears throat> ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain busting moral choices. The questions can be confusing to talk about, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Well, you like what you see? Janie, Janie and Paul, Paul Hadakis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> are, we, are we the first double guest married guest? No, oh, well, we had Martin and Melissa on. Yeah, Martin, Garrow, but Melissa. They, they weren't married at the time. Right. Oh. So separate Maybe names. you guys, you know, hur- yeah, we, hurried that along. We sure did. Yeah. Well, I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. And we're, we're married. married. Yay! <laughs> and you guys, I don't know if you're aware of this. This is our first episode of the new season. Happy Ooh. New Year! Uh, Happy, Happy New, new season. Year! Happy New Season! Happy New Season! So this is we're starting off strong. Yeah. So 2019, right? I mean, how's everyone feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good about it. So far, so good. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I like the idea of new beginnings. Mm-hmm. I feel energized, and I want to uh, do a lot of things. You I want to. I want to make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Bring me the money, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good t-shirt. Bring me the money, honey. <laughs> I also want to uh, be more active in activism. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I want to do more stuff like that. Yeah. I want to get out there on the streets. I want to be very, and I want to get out there in the sheets. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the money, honey. I want to help. Out in the streets. Help, help the homeless. I want to. You know, I want to stop just like fretting about things and yeah. doing stuff. That's a good. That's a good goal. Yeah, I agree. So, do you guys make official resolutions, or you just listed a couple? Those are yours. Yeah, I, like not a list, but I think just kind of mental, general, mental, yeah, list. yeah mental. It's, it's more like we we there's stuff that we've discussed together, and then we have our own individual things, but yeah. not not like a literal writing down of a list. I think that is where you get into trouble. What do you think of vision boards? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's fine. That's not my method, but I think that I think if you are vision board, I think is different than like if you're writing a checklist for yourself, because I think that that becomes tyrannical. And it's also very disappointing if you can't like, let's say there's something that prevents you from meeting that goal mm-hmm. that you didn't foresee happening. Yeah. Then you still feel the 
the the weight of that disappointment. Now, I will say last year I did 18 for 2018 and they were like, it was a list, but it was a mm-hmm. mix of small and big. So there wow. were things like have friends over for cards, use my tea set, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, stuff that brush the cat. I was, yeah. never, I was never invited for, over for cards. Or <laughs> Take a shower. Uh, you are wrong. You did use my tea set. <laughs> oh, when? Yes, oh I set God. up a nice tea when Brian Chef came over. Mm. And we used the tea set. That's right. Honey, maybe wow. we should, maybe we should go. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I used my tea set. Okay, that's nice. I'd like to point out that Maria <laughs> is drinking tea right now. That yeah. Amanda it's true. prepared for but her. But no, Maria actually prepared it this oh, time. Okay. And this is not my tea set. This is just, this just a mug. Oh, <laughs> that Cinderella mug mugs. and that number one golfer mug are not your tea set? <laughs> what if it was? What if my tea set was just like Goodwill <laughs> mugs? You're just demented. <laughs> this was a set there's a dog dish in there <laughs> enjoy your tea <laughs> so this year i made a 19 for 2019 but they're oh. they're a mix of big and small so it's all like attainable but i i didn't complete my full list last year so i crossed it over but oh, i'm not someone who's hard oh, on myself so okay how, how many did you get i did i got about 15 that's not bad at yeah. all. What are the ones you didn't do? Uh, I didn't go to the Korean spa. I didn't buy a new purse. And <laughs> These are uh, weird resolutions. I'll take you. I'll take you to that Korean spa. I go. I go. This Wait, is a which, much different list. Which one did you go to? I've been to all of them. And there's a one that's head and, head and shoulders above the other. I wouldn't say head and shoulders. They all have their sort of merits. So we can, you know, uh, anyone else have anything else they need to say about their New Year's resolutions? Maria, do you make one? Uh, well, I made a vision board a couple months ago. That I'd Whoa. never made one before. In advance of the new year. Yeah, I kind of did it at a, at a time when I was like, whoa, something's got to change. And that happened to happen in like September. And uh-huh. so I wasn't going to wait around. Mm-hmm. Um, How big is your vision board? It's it's about, what is this? Like the not, it's like 11 by 13. Is that okay. like, like a, a microwave oven? So not a huge, it's not <laughs> yeah. huge. It's not like your whole wall. I will tell you this. There was a little, there was a little hiccup in printing it. See, we only have a black and white printer and I needed color. I needed vibrant colors. So I had to go to a Kinko's to print my vision board. Mm-hmm. But when I went to go print it at Kinko's, their color printer was giving me a little bit of trouble. So I had to have one of the Kinko's people come over and help me. And this now gets into a weird area because this is personal. It got real weird because now <laughs> she was looking at it. She was Ugh, like, wrong. She, you know, it wasn't working. I had to go to the counter and then she printed it out and she was holding it up going, "Is does this look okay to you? And I was going literally like, give me my hopes and dreams. My <laughs> God, stop her. Them around now was a col- a picture of a color printer on your vision board. No, it should be. <laughs> it should, but I would have been able to add it first check off. Amanda, I didn't realize. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize a vision Simpatico, board. baby. I didn't realize a vision board was one solid <laughs> thing, and I thought maybe it was a collage of sorts. Like like yeah. in Homeland when she's putting together the crime. Yes, thing. except yeah. without the string. Yeah. No, mine well, has a maybe bunch they're of all strings. connected. Maybe the dreams are connected. Well, they can be connected. They are. They are all connected to my happiness. Yes. And so I, yes, it is a collage. Some people cut things out of magazines. That's what right. I just assumed. That's but what, I didn't yeah. have many magazines. Who was has my, magazines exactly. anymore? Exactly. Put that on your vision board. Exactly. Print media is an extinct, is a dying. And I didn't want to go page to page, you know, looking for a picture of, Whatever. Also, magazines are expensive. Sure thing. They really are. That is true. They are. They're like, for a really nice magazine, it could be $13. I know. 
<laughs> That's shocking. It, it is shocking. And so there's just, you know, things. There's also like, you know, it, so I just printed, I I cut and pasted a lot of pictures that I wanted. And, mm-hmm. and it's very, it's small. It's not a lot. My, I'm not asking it, for a lot. Since you started in September, how's it going? Uh, well, the thing... <laughs> <laughs> the things on my board are not a purse. They aren't going to the Korean spa. They are things that could take a year to to get, like finishing a screenplay or or selling, you know, a pilot. How do or, you put a vision of finish? Like you put an actual picture of a screenplay? Yeah. So what I did with the one movie, what I did was I created, I took the PDF file of my script uh-huh. and then I took a screenshot of the title page and then I... I whittled it down or whatever. So yes. now it's just the picture the picture of so the title So it's specific page. to yes. your script. Yes. It's specific. Yeah. Okay. Does it have the three holes on the side <laughs> no, to look like... No, but that's like... smart. That would actually get me... Wow. that Because it's an extra thing of going... It's actually getting, produ- it's actually getting produced. It's right. not mm-hmm. just I printed it out. Someone got... This doesn't right. live it just has as a to file be like on your table laptop. Table read ready. Ex- yeah. Table read ready. TRR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll see. Check back in a year. Maybe those things will be completed. I think they will. But no sooner than a year. No. Okay. So- oh, that's fair. Do not. I don't want to hear next month. How's it going? It's because it won't. It's still going to be in the works. January 2020. And as we've realized, this is not only a podcast about moral dilemmas. It's also an accountability podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's new. So we will be following up with you guys. Yeah, I came here today. (laughs) And we will be texting you um, every few weeks just to check in. (laughs) Yeah. So, guys, we like to start off the podcast to asking our guests if they have any little big ones where you have little moral dilemmas in your life, little things you need help with. Because Amanda and I, over the past couple years of doing this podcast, have become experts. I had something happen to me um, a couple of days ago. I don't think I handled it well, but I'm not sure. Okay, we'd love to hear it. Please tell. Okay, so um, we are flying from the East Coast to the West Coast um, in separate aisles because we had to book our... Long story, just whatever, separate. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a window seat, which I don't usually, I usually like an aisle, but uh, it was holiday time. So uh, I get on this flight and there's this couple in the aisle and the middle and they had to get up to allow me into the window. And they were, um, the woman who was in the middle was a complete asshole. <gasps> I mean, like she just was like, you, like my mere, mere existence was a problem for her. Yeah. And um, but what she didn't realize is I'm very mindful of middle people and allow them to have the armrest. So I don't know why she was all jammed up about it. <laughs> so um, so whatever. We do this like five hour flight, and I'm and I don't even ask them to get up. Like she got up at one point, and that's when I took my bathroom break, and I was back before she was. Like I just like made myself kind of weirdly invisible. And then uh, just because I was so like flustered by being treated weirdly. Then as we are deplaning, she took her empty smart water bottle and put it like threw it on the ground. (gasps) And I at that point, I was like, I don't think you told me this. I didn't tell you this. Where did she throw it on the ground? On the plane, on the flight. In the aisle of the plane? Well, like, it was in the, her seat back, and yeah. she, like, t- grabbed it, and then it fell to the ground, like, in under like under the seat in front of her. And she just left it there? Yes! 
And I was like, <sighs> seething. Yeah. Seething. Okay. Because I hate when people litter. And maybe it's not technically a litter because we're in like a, like a service place where somebody's job is going to have to be to come up behind her and collect the garbage, which also is like another form of like, you know, scum because it's basically like, you know, like people who go to the movie theaters and they leave their freaking empty. I f- hate it. I hate it when people leave empty food in the movie theater. Yeah, they leave an empty cup or empty popcorn because they know there are people working minimum wage who are going to come up and put it in a trash can for them when there are trash receptacles on your way out of the movie theater. Mm. At, same as you're on a plane, there are going to be trash receptacles when you leave the plane or recycling receptacles in the airport. So you're just making somebody else's job harder. Even though you know this is the job. And you're defiling uh, you're you're defiling this tight space and we're in coach right. like you know it to me I'm like oh she might be like a a, a genuine sociopath or something. <laughs> and so my dilemma was you dropped your uh, excuse me excuse me you dropped your bottle <gasps> or just pick it up on my own as I exited. And I just picked it up on my own as I asked. Oh, Janie. But I wanted to, like, (laughs) but I kind of did some glaring. Did she catch on? I don't feel like they, it was her and her her husband or whatever. I don't think they did because they didn't do anything different. (laughs) I'm sure sure they go through life just blissfully unmindful of everyone. I just felt like kind of, I was so angry and and then I like became this like larger thing of like how are, how people are now. Like there's mm-hmm. no like consideration right. for like this larger society that we are um, members of. Mm. Now I will say this: I had a similar thing happen to me at the airport while going to Chicago. Mm. Although I was the one who did the littering, but not in the way that you're thinking. So what happened was <laughs> no, not in the. But, and I was called Get that out. Thought out of your mind. I mean, not in the out. obvious. Not in the <laughs> obvious. I was way. called out for it, but it was a it was a strange situation. So what had happened was I spilled a bunch of water on the um by where the seats are where you're waiting to get on the plane. What's the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was on the the bare floor, not on the carpet. And so I had a, a napkin, and so I started wiping it up because I didn't want anyone to slip. Okay. Now I'm very germ conscious, like to a point where I'm like, like I, like I'm, cra- and at an airport, I'm crazy about it, right? Like I'm crazy. I also don't like flying, so my anxiety goes a little nutty in the mm-hmm. air. And so I wiped it up, and I saw that the thing was like covered in dirt. And so I lit- and oh, I was wiping it up with my foot. By the way, it was a it was a napkin, and I was going like this with my foot. Okay. And so I saw the trash can, and I saw the thing, and I didn't have anything to pick it up with. And we were literally boarding the plane. Like I was about to get on the plane, and I was like, I can't pick this up. I literally can't pick this up because I'll go nuts, and I don't have anywhere to wash my hands. So in my mind, I was going. I can do one of two things. I can go get in line with my boyfriend who was literally boarding the plane. I can grab um, I can grab a towel that I have, like a little wet wipe, go pick it up and put it in the trash. Or I can just leave it there because I know someone is going to be coming around with their thing and get it. I worked at a movie theater. Like, I get it. My mindset of when people leave things at the movie theater is literally like, it's my job. I'm picking it up. So that's where my mindset is. I get I never litter, though. So literally, I got up to make my decision because I was going to just go over to my boyfriend. And the guy at the at the the news store across the way goes, ma'am, ma'am. Oh, 
OMG. And I went, huh? <laughs> and he goes, you're going to leave that right there? And I go, <gasps> and I go, Aww. and I go, sir, I was just going to come back and pick it up. I, with a with a towel and he goes well we've got paper towels over here and i went sir give me a second and i went oh and i went and i went to go put the bag down i went and got a little towel i came back i picked it up i walked into his store because now he had walked away i went sir sir i started waving it in his face <laughs> and i went sir i was gonna fucking do it anyway and he went well good because it's good you didn't leave it there i threw it in that he had a trash can in his hand now right. he was being the biggest dick of his life <laughs> And I was, I threw it in the trash can. I walked away flipping him off and I got on the plane. <gasps> wow. <laughs> so what does this make you feel, Janie? Because this could have been the reaction to you telling this woman to. Well, I do feel like um, the way that he did it would not have been my style. Right, uh, right, right. You know, because already it's awkward, right? It's already awkward because you're talking to strangers and essentially you're, you're shaming somebody, right? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, like. I guess I would hope that it would have been a gentle... Well, obviously, I couldn't have done it because I didn't have the freaking balls to do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, like, that was, like, so aggro. I don't... It was so aggro. And also, like, my mindset is it's, like, dropping something just, like, on a carpet or whatever, and it's, like, yeah, pick it up. My thing was it was literally covered in human just, like, what... And I didn't Mm -hmm. have the means to pick it up at the time. And I was, like, look, someone's... I'm bored in the plane. People leave shit over here all the time. Even though that's not the right thing, it's, like, someone's gonna sweep it up. Someone throwing a water bottle on the ground and not picking it up is another thing. But I do get, like people in those situations literally litter and are like someone's gonna pick it up i just feel like there's a middle ground yes. yeah janie how does it make you feel to think that like maybe the woman had a germ issue like maria has does that change it for you mm. at all um it's maybe but i also think like if you have a germ issue then you probably learned ways to navigate around it like have what she was an adult mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this was yeah. not like a t- child. And it also <laughs> yeah. seems her behavior leading up to the event, like, sh- indicate sh- was yes. a different light as opposed that's to Maria true. was cleaning up a spill. Yes, that's exactly. That's, right. what, that's what my mindset thoughtful. was. Of, like, I cleaned up the spill. I have to get on the plane. This is like, I've done my part and it's full of just filth. Can someone <laughs> let me just not have to touch deal it? Deal with yeah. my anxiety and my the privacy of my head. And also the idea that that man was just watching your every That's move, right. yeah. just waiting to see yeah, if yeah, he's yeah. going to pick that yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, ma'am, ma'am, what it? What is it, sir? Sir, but what do you want? That's so funny though, because I've seen people like hysterical at the airport before, like screaming and cursing, and I always go, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And to know that that could have been you, I wasn't. I wasn't. It was more. It was. It wasn't screaming. It was more like a what, what you you want to you want to fight me, sir? I will fucking end you. It was like that kind of. Energy. Oh yeah, no, I know, but at I've the also- luggage store. The two was that to me? <laughs> what airport? What what uh, airport? It was the Alaska Air uh, uh, LAX. LAX. Those Toomey snobs. He was a Toomey snob. Toomey him snob. Hey, I have up, a Toomey garment bag. Come on. Up, so does my husband, Paul. But we bought it on eBay. Can. He was holding up a trash can for me as I came into his store waiting for me. That too. He seemed loaded for something. Yeah. yeah. There. But I do think, I think my whole thing is, and I get, it's my personality when someone does something in front of me or that bothers me, I'd rather just deal with it myself and like pick it up myself and just like silently judge than to like make the situation bigger than it is. Not that that's the right thing. I hate drawing attention to myself Hmm. i have a thing about that the second element is if i had said something would it have 
done anything to change this person's personality in the future. No, that's probably, true, probably not. not. Yeah. Maria, your story reminds me of a commercial audition I went on years ago. <laughs> oh my god. Is this for, your little one or is this a side note? No, no, no. This is a side okay, note. Okay. For the for the nutrageous candy bar. Uh-huh. And uh <laughs> it was I'm it was, listening. It was kind of a, a chilly day and I was I remember I was wearing a coat and so I go in for this audition and they have the uh the sides on a big easel, you know, on a gigantic pad of paper. And so the it's just me and the guy with the camera. And he's turning the pages and um, as I'm going. And so I get ready and I take my coat off and just like put it on the floor next to me. And so I, <laughs> I go through and I read the copy and the guy is giving me notes, like never looking at me, just saying, all right, now this next one, uh, go real big with it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I did it again. And then he resets the pages he goes all right this time just really go nuts and i so i you know do it and then i'm done and uh i'm i'm holding the candy bar and i have to and they tell you how to there's a specific way you're supposed to hold the candy bar um with i believe it was you you know you hold it obviously with the name facing out thumb on the bottom and i think it's i can't remember if it's all your all the rest of your fingers on the top or just like two fingers your Uh first two fingers on the top and so I'm holding the candy bar and I bend over, I lean over to pick up my coat and the guy goes, hey, the candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> like he I was going to make a run for it. Yeah, make a run it's like for a it. dine and dash yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even an actor. I only came here to get the candy bar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my what, Did you say God. anything? I, was, I just went, here. Yeah. Shake How, your nut. That was the one time he snapped into attention, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He became very alert that to that point. That is so yeah. funny. He must have been burned before. <laughs> I think yeah, I yelled at. Not they again. Had to get this is like the third candy bar we've had to give you. Nutrageous candy bar. Oh, Horrible. my God. That's funny. Yeah, that's a hard one, Janie. You know, for me, I, I, I typically am like you guys. I don't speak up like that. But more and more, I want to. But I mm-hmm. want it to always come from not a place of like me being irritated because then you just look like the crazy person. Right. But like a with love thing of yeah. like, I know there was some way you could have said like, uh, maybe it's even worse because it feels passive aggressive. But like, oh, miss, <laughs> like, your bottle. like your bottle, you know, like, I don't know if there's yeah. any way yeah. to do it. From, I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. I mean, that honestly, that is the I think that's the best way is to approach it. Like, let me give this person the 1000% benefit of the doubt. Totally. Hey, your bottle fell. You know, right. like you he, say it like you're being helpful and not like you're scolding. And that's yeah. like going on in but my mind. But that's hard. It's hard to get all, there. All of these lines, all of these per- particular mm-hmm. script lines are going on in my mind. Like, excuse me, um, do you mind picking up that bottle? Interesting. See, that's excuse straightforward. Me. Yeah, but or, that, excuse me, you shaming? forgot your bottle. But is that shaming? Because other, because what's the difference in that of just you picking up the bottle? Because then if you're going, you you dropped your bottle, then of course she's going to get defensive about it, right? Because then it's like, uh, who are you to tell me to pick up my bottle? That's right. If you can make it passive and say your bottle fell. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I so it's like you didn't cons- do anything, but you are responsible for it. But that. I saw yeah. them consciously yeah. make the decision no, to not retreat. Clearly, the they're assholes. Yes. Right. Some people are just assholes. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. I know, but I don't like that. I know. Well, yeah. maybe you should, <laughs> you know, you know Janie, what, but... next time try speaking up. <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, I'm one of the people who leaves snacks in the movie theater. I thought that's what you're supposed to do. But I, and someone who worked at a movie mm-hmm. theater, Amanda, I didn't mind it. And I, growing up, we always left snacks in the movie theater. And then I worked in a movie theater. I was like, yeah, I just, my job is to clean the theater. I don't want to just go but in and go. But then why are there clean. trash cans at the door? Well, here's the thing. It. Yes, it is the yes, it is the people's job to do it, and yes, you're allowed to do that. It's it is a matter of do you want to do you want to do like a little extra and say I'm going to put this stuff that that makes it they can they can turn this theater over in in that much less time. It's like returning the shopping carts to the proper place. Yeah, Yeah, that idea. Yes, there's somebody there's somebody whose job that is. You don't technically have to return them there, but isn't it? Just a I nicer think thing. Technically, if you, you kind of do have to return them there. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to do anything. You can break right. the law. <laughs> no, but but, <laughs> but you can't. You could but murder someone. I think they like have a sign that says, "Please do this." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's like, and there is then, somebody then who's do job, it. But there, of that course, do it. Well, but here's the thing. Yes, there is somebody's job. It, it, there is somebody whose job it is to go get those cards and, and put them back in their proper place. So it's covered. You don't have to do it. And there's also, it also gets into a thing of like, you know, maybe you're running late and you're like, I can't, I had to park here and the, the cart yeah. return is all the way over there. I got to get out of here. I can't like, but that's like you, know you mismanaging I mean? your life. It is. But, but, <laughs> but everyone, everyone's guilty of that at some point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was guilty of it in the airport because I was getting on the flight. I didn't want to touch a dirty thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go to the sh- shopping cart wise, I always put it back, even if I have to walk a long way. But when I was growing up, the movie theater thing, we never threw a movie theater stuff out ever. It was well, just that's not- where you learned it. The movie theater stuff. But yeah. now I do. Now I do throw it out just because That's I've heard right. people being like, oh, no, you're supposed to throw it out. And it's like, oh, I'll do it. There's just different things. People, I think it's like what people are taught to do and taught not to do. Yeah. I was on the airplane coming home and they came back with their um, to throw things out when the, the flight attendants come by with their mm-hmm. bag. Mm-hmm. And they passed me like one step further. And I went, oh, I have it. And she went, just leave it. So, like, the flight attendant said that to me. Yeah. Like, she didn't want to come back. So, it's like there and is... And then there's someone else who picks up... There, there's a different job that comes... Right. Yeah. And turns over the plane. And she's... So, she was, like, fuck. She was, she was being she, lazy. Yeah. yeah she, I always try and make a compact little trash package wherever I am. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, I'm, like, if I leave stuff... I don't leave a mess, but I try and compact it all, put all my trash into yeah. my cup or whatever, and then stick it somewhere. Yeah. So, so, it's, it's easily easy. grabbable. It's yeah. not, like... And people don't have yeah. to touch my filth you yes. know no what i don't do like and maybe this is a moral thing or something i don't like when you're eating in a restaurant and maybe you get a salad or like an appetizer and so you use your fork and knife for that course mm-hmm. and then someone comes and then like i'll like purposely put my fork and knife on the side because i'm gonna re like I don't need eight forks. I'm not, right. you know, the Queen of England or whatever. Right. And so they come and they take it and then they bring you fresh ones. Like I'm so precious, I have to have a completely <laughs> sterilized fork between the mozzarella sticks and the thing. Why are you eating mozzarella sticks with a fork, Jamie? <laughs> You're right. 
That is not right. <laughs> that is not salad. Janie eats every single thing with a fork in it. Oh, not a French fry. Yeah. 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 I yeah. ate my French fries. I'll use my fork for my she mozzarella cuts her French sticks. Fries it's like up. so super wasteful. Like that's like environmentally uh, like well, it's the pomp and circumstance of the of the restaurant. Yeah. It, yeah, if, yeah especially yeah. at a nicer restaurant, it's you and what you're supposed to do, you know, Emily Post style, is when you're finished with your dish, you put the the knife and fork on the plate diagonally so they can take it all together. Mm. Right. But that's if you want them to remove the fork and knife. But Janie yeah. wants to use the I want to reuse. Like yeah. I'm Brit, you should put it in your pocket like Paul did with Ooh, that candy bar. That's interesting. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that that may work. The most actually. embarrassing part about that story is in my memory I am just leaning my body over, but I'm still holding the, the candy bar level where it was. Right, you were so doing I, this. I so you didn't even pocket wasn't, it. You didn't yeah, palm it. No, you didn't, you didn't slide I'm still, it. I'm still displaying it to the camera, which is no longer on. But you saw the look in your eye. Yeah, you said this guy wants. <laughs> He's like, I can. He pegged you this when you watched. Fat fuck. <laughs> he pegged you. He's like, this guy's gonna try. This is this. this I got a live one. one. I got a live one. You know what I've been I know taught it. from my boyfriend now is what I never did was when I. I got up from restaurants. I never pushed my chair back in, ever. Oh, really? Ever? I would really ne- ever, and never crossed my <laughs> mind to do. Never crossed my. When I got up, it was just there, and and for like a year, a year and a half, I would get up, and he'd have to push my chair and go, Maria, come. I never thought to do it. I think there's certain things you just don't think if you don't grow up with like no it's like some people who don't like wear like get in now, the car and put a seatbelt on now mm. i'm picturing the entire blasucci family <laughs> going out to dinner and just leaving chairs in the aisle yeah, all over <laughs> but like when you're home don't you push your chair back in because like or do you have a giant area no i just never because we have to just to even negotiate around maybe I well, this is why i want to get that standing dining room table <laughs> <laughs> where it's like you raise it up with a treadmill. with treadmills yeah. I guess I don't push chairs in it's just not in my nature to push yeah. a chair in yeah Interesting. I don't know what it is that is I've never heard that before but I've, it's been brought to my attention and now I'm aware of it you know so it is something you know if you were to go you know you shouldn't leave bottles maybe this is the way to do it of like hey someone comes and cleans up after this like I know you're probably tired or whatever but let's all do our part you who know? are you to tell me what to do oh. you don't like you don't know my yeah. life, mister. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what I did to the Toomey guy. I haven't store. been fuming like that in years. But I was. That's fuming. like the lesson, right? Is you never know what's going on in exactly. somebody in some stranger's head. You don't know. And you have to kind of like tread carefully. Yes. Yeah. Janie was with me the last time I flipped someone off, which was at Christmas time. <laughs> uh-huh. We, day after Thanksgiving, went to buy our Christmas tree. Uh-huh. And we found this new place in our neighborhood. And so we drive over there. We're trying to figure out where the entrance is because it's in the it's in this this lot, you know, that's near this church, mm-hmm. right? This Catholic church. And so we turn into what we think is the driveway of this lot, but we quickly discover it's the lot behind this parking lot, behind the church parking lot. And we go up, there's a gate with a lock on it. We're like, well, is that gate locked or will it open if we drive up towards it? Yeah, like, does we, it have a sensor yeah. where I can just drive through the parking lot yeah. and out the other side? Like, will it open for me? Yeah. Open says me. So we drive up, it doesn't open. I get out of the car and I look, oh, it's, it's padlocked. We can't get out. Now, when we had pulled into this lot, there was a guy, an older guy, and his little, obviously, granddaughter. And their grandmama. Little, what? Not, hold on. <laughs> now, honey. You're going to let me tell my story. This is the big one here. Yeah. (laughs) 
So this this guy gave us such a stink eye pulling into this lot. And we're like, that's why is this guy staring at us? It's right. really weird. So like with such a grimace on his face. So then we try to figure out the gate. No, okay, this is locked. Okay, we got to turn around. As we turn around, we see there's more people now uh, at the entrance to this lot, including this old woman who is glaring at me. And as we are approaching, they seem to almost be like they're going to close the gate on us, the other gate that we came in through. God. And we're like, what's happening? And this woman like motions for us to to stop or roll down the window. And I roll down the window and she says, this is not a this is not a street. This is not a street. You can't come in here. Don't come in here again. And I was like, we weren't. We didn't want to come in here in the first place. <laughs> no doy, lady. No yeah. doy. No doy, lady. <laughs> no doy, lady. And so we leave, and she's, like, still glaring at us, and it made me so mad. Like, what the fuck? What do you care? Yeah. What What did we do that was so wrong that you're <laughs> yeah. glaring at us like this? And it's the church parking lot. So we, or mafia. We get back out. Well, so we get back out, and we go around the corner, Around the other corner to where the lot is. On the way, I see this woman coming out with the rest of the the gang, <laughs> <laughs> like the Lithuanian mafia, right? Like organized um, crime. Yeah, and she's and she like, I we make eye contact. We're kind of far away at this point. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, we make eye contact, and I fucking flipped her <gasps> off. This old woman. <laughs> Good. Good. Sometimes it feels good to flip somebody off. I, oh, but if they see, but it felt if they really, have to see it. Yes, it yeah. felt I don't really know if the weird though. Guy saw me because I was walking away. But if he would have saw, I would have been. Well, you right. held it up there for a nice long time. What? You held it up there for yeah, a nice long time. Yeah, it was more time. I was walking away and I was doing it behind me. I was one of those like, <laughs> like, like I gotta get That's to. That's not how I pictured it. I gotta get to my gate, but but my. God, I thought so it was hungry. one of these. Like, I thought I, I, know, I wasn't going to do it. Was like, I can't finger do that. out, and then you're like sort a, of you know with over a lip, your shoulder with a lip sure. bite, a bottom lip bite. Yeah. No, like it a, was a mm. walking away. It was my. Uh-huh. It was me walking toward my boyfriend and him making like the calm down sign to me because we're in the airport boarding a plane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like the cool it or else yeah. we're staying in LA for Christmas. I it's so <laughs> it's so stressful. It's so stressful at the airport and I feel like I've come so close so many times to like getting yanked out of a line or you know but that's in a what, little room. That was a, like <laughs> in, in, to be honest like that situation holidays travel mm-hmm. you know whatever to me that exacerbates like to me that's One, like 100%. everyone's behavior should be elevated because we all know we're going into war together. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you know that should be like I'm not going to drop my track. You know, I'm going I'm not going to glare at you cuz you bought the window seat. Do you know I feel like 5 6 years ago I remember that feeling that it was that way that people were everyone was kind of I remember there being kind of a good vibe at the airport. I don't know. Am I imagining that? No, I think this is what I mean. I think things have changed mm. societally. Like there is a lack of civility. I'm, I now I'm getting into like this, like the tone right. or you know whatever. But there is a sense of entitlement that people have yeah. that it doesn't serve. It doesn't elevate anything. Do you know what I feel? It's not quite, in my opinion, it's not quite entitlement, but it feels more like every man for himself. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's like, well, that's uh, that's worse. Yeah, 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 because it's like we're not, we don't have to be this way. We don't have to act this way towards each other. But I do think air air, uh, air travel is testing us. Uh, it has tested yes. us absolutely. Uh, they also yeah. are packing us in more like sardines. Yes, oh, every totally. Day. Yes. The, the, 
incline and in the seats us. is wild these days. They, they pack joke. you in so close that you're basically like <laughs> just flat on top of the person behind you. Yeah. And then the person on top of you is like you're all stacked almost yes. vertically. It yeah. really is. Have you guys talked about this on the podcast? Air, air travel. The, the the reclining of the seats? <laughs> no. Oh, yes. We, we, we've talked about airplane etiquette, but not the seat recline specifically. Right. With- okay. Because that is... L- let me make I this recline. my I'm little I'm a recliner. Oh, yes. I'm a recliner. Uh-huh. And I feel like, although it sucks when the person reclines in front of me... We all must recline. That is just the way it is. It Air travel is the worst. <laughs> it has become it just worse and worse year by year and this is all you get all you I get think, is the ability yeah. you have to, to like recline, re- recline oh, yeah. a little bit I think the but, pact is that we all recline, recline. can yeah, I ask that's this that's a social you, pact right this? we all recline yeah. do you recline if you're the second to last seat and you know the seat behind you can't recline yes because to. they sometimes ha- are pushed a little further out and they get a small in- do you know recline. what I do because that is just the way that it is <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When people recline, though, it doesn't because I've been in, because I've been in the last seat. I've been in the last seat. What we flew back as, and I didn't notice anyone reclining, but I did notice I couldn't recline. Mm-hmm. Horrible, which I, is the worst. It was the worst. Depends on how long the flight is. It was Chicago. It was three and a half, four hours. Right. It was it wasn't ideal, but right. you know, if you're not flying private or first, nothing's ideal. <laughs> all Girlfriend, right? preach. Gwen, all right, Gwen totally. Stefani. What about <laughs> Economy Plus? I follow Gwen. I follow <laughs> Gwen Stefani because I follow her on Twitter and it, I mean on Instagram, and it's always her on her private, private jet. Private. <laughs> Yeah. Um. But yeah. It's, so you think that's okay? You that isn't. It's like the last two rows. You don't think that it's just considerate for the the second to last row to be like, I get they can't recline. I'm going to give them as much space as possible. I think that's going the extra mile. I don't think but reclining in, is that is that is that much. But there's it's not. First so, of all, but so, there are people that that are adamantly opposed to reclining at all. No. Like, can you believe they push the seat back? They're no, wrong. it's there. You use oh, it. Oh, you hear yeah. people behind you when you recline, huffing and puffing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like oh god, ugh, ugh. like it's oh, like, are you yeah. really? That's a, such a huge difference from not yeah, having not it reclined. Your it's leg not room away. They're just yeah. kind of it's the upper portion. Yeah. it's not like they're moving. It's not like they're moving their seat back. No, right. what, what about this domino affect, effect, me. bitch? When somebody yeah. reclines you recline in your front seat. of me. It doesn't affect me. It depends on Is the planes, though, because um, when Matt and I we had an international flight, and of course we're in coach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always will be. Always happen. Um, <laughs> you won't. Not always. Okay, will not be, always. Amanda. Okay. So anyway, the seats were so on um, international flights. The recline is even crazier. More. Yeah, yeah, it's it even more. more. Um, and so we were. They make you sit up straight for meal service because if you, of the um, table. yeah, the table, yeah. the tray yeah. will literally hit your belly yeah. if the person in front of you reclines. Right. Well, you know, they kind of stagger out meal service so the people in front of you get it before you do. So Matt wasn't done eating yet and the person Mm-mm. in front of him was like one of the early recliners. <laughs> but technically, she was allowed to recline because she had finished eating. Oh, right. No. So she reclined to the point where the, the tray was like hitting Matt's stomach. Yeah. yeah. And right. Matt like, called the flight attendant being like can you tell them to sit up and she was like technically it's allowed there's nothing i can do did matt try to engage the person directly no he didn't (laughs) that's Uh -uh. what you gotta do because they're probably not allowed to because they'll get they'll then the woman start something yeah the woman could start something with the airline i think the only way to do it is if you directly say Say, in human in the in the name of human decency 
I would love just the idea of like a little note appearing yeah. next yeah. to What's you. Like, What's this? What? Please, please. But yeah, yeah. it's it is the tray is is the crucial difference because I've had I I will either I'll have my laptop or a tablet or something and I'll be working watching something and if the person reclines it changes everything. This is why I'm looking forward to virtual travel. <laughs> Where one day we can yeah. just go put on our VR headsets. That's so wonderful. I'm flying first all the way to Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so the, the travel includes the plane trip? You're not just in Tokyo. I there's a 10 VR. hour. There's I would a 10 do a hour. VR You're like walking through first class plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, you know, I have, oh, Hudson News. Yeah. <laughs> I have my oxygen a couple deprived. times. And it is when you're in a pod that reclines all the I've way. I've never been uh, in one of those. I, never been in a pod Mm-mm. i've never been in a pod but one time i was flown business uh from new york on delta and it fully flattened into a bed yeah and they gave you like a like a comforter like a feathery comfort. that's when you fly to new york if you fly business yes. you it was get, new york you business. A pod. yeah that's uh, it's a, to dream a vision board another thing there to you put go on my vision yeah, board put is a flat bed plane seat <laughs> okay you guys well uh, i could talk about air travel oh, all too. day long we just did but <laughs> I think time? it's five o'clock. I think <laughs> it's, is it time to get into it? Yeah. Are we getting it's into time to it? get into the big, big like one? It. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I am. I'm so ready for this. This is a specifically a couple's big one, and we thought we'd bring on the king and queen of of that we the king and queen <laughs> of couples. Stop. Like of, the king and queen of couples. We are a king and queen. <laughs> okay. Here we go. You are a very, very sexy young couple of newlyweds with big dreams to start a real estate project. The only, <laughs> the only problem is you don't have enough money. You decide to go together to Las Vegas, Sin City, to hedge your bets. You place all your money, your life savings on roulette on red. But you know what? You lose. But as luck would happen, that evening you run into a Vegas millionaire who gives you an offer you can or can't refuse. (laughs) He offers you $1 million for one night with your wife. What do you do? Wait. He offers Paul the million dollars? He offers you as a couple $1 million for one night with the woman. So as a couple, right. you have to make the decision. So we have decision. to go off and be like, hey, we, we got to talk real fast. <laughs> yeah. He gives you some time to discuss, I think. Right. So anyway, let's just real quick. I don't know for anyone who hasn't seen the movie. This is Indecent Proposal and it stars Demi Moore. Um, Woody, Harrelson, Woody Harrelson and Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Sexy hubba, hubba. Yeah. Who has a yacht. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind. No, wait. So, Vegas so yacht. in this scenario, I mean, are we saying this is an identical to the movie situation? Like I look like Demi Moore. Yeah. I think it's fair to say we're a sexy young couple where we have to put ourselves. I think it's important to put ourselves in the position of being newlyweds and being hard on money with big dreams. And is this person and in, 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 in this, propo- in this, Indecent proposal, yes. He's he's like Robert Redford level? Yeah. Yeah. Handsome. And do we know who he is ahead of time? 
or he kind is of he knows, a mystery, mysterious? He's a mysterious man. We know he's got money. It's not like, does he have money or not? It's like known. He's known. Like, you looked him up. Like, you know this guy has money. Maybe this he has a legit. little bit of a, cl- a clout where it's like, he's maybe like a Steve Wynn type person. Where you've heard his name. He, you know he has millions, but... Can I ask, what made us... How do we arrive at the colossally stupid decision to put all of our life savings? <laughs> you're young and sexy. Impulsive. And you're impulsive, you know? Okay. You want to start that real estate project. Yeah. <laughs> real estate project. <laughs> now, to so put it crazy. in Paul and Janie terms, maybe it's something a little more true to them. Your movie. You want to get your movie made. Uh, okay. Or, you know this you know, movie is yeah. going to put you on the map. Okay. Okay. Oh. This is your dream okay. project. Get it funded. Right. You've tried to get it funded. No one will fund Maybe it. Maybe we had funding and we lost it. You, you lost. They pulled out last Ooh. minute. So you had five. You you, say it. you had like a little bit of money. You said, if we can double this right now, we can make this movie. It has starring roles for both of you right. and that are like, I'm talking Oscars. Right. Okay. Yeah. My man is talking Oscars. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. Okay. And, 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 um. Wait, okay. the guy is promising? No, oh, Amanda, Amanda oh, is Amanda. just I saying the word. I thought you said the man. No, no, no. The okay. Amanda is. The Amanda. The Amanda. <laughs> so, like, and so basically it's just like becoming a prostitute. Well, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, this is also, I think it takes place in the 80s. You know, you guys are forward thinking people. You know, you're probably not each other's first, you know, that you didn't marry as virgins. Let's say maybe not if I look like that. I mean, maybe they did actually. I forget in the movie. I don't know. I just know that the beginning, the beginning scene is them making love in their Venice apartment. So let that sink in. So already they're paying too much (laughs) for rent. Hmm? <laughs> this That's right. They're already bad with money. Okay, they, they are bad, bad with money. They're bad with money. <laughs> All right. So, so okay. So, so I think what we should do real quick is before we give our initial answers, is let Maria let's do a little improv. And mm-hmm. so you guys are the couple, um, and Maria and I. Maybe I'm Robert Redford, and you're my like right hand man. Yeah, I have to, I'm your like lawyer. I'm your I'm I'm good with the money, and I'm, and I'm and I'm and I'm going to I <laughs> I know this process that may have money. happened before, and good I'm. Advice. Going to have information. So let's okay. say it starts out with you two. You've just lost, and then maybe yeah. Maria approaches, and I'm watching from a distance. Okay, I'm at my table, and then you bring them okay. over to me. Wow, I guess that was not a good idea after all. <laughs> I would have picked black, but you had to pick red. Excuse maybe. Me. Oh, so it's my fault. Well, I'm excuse just saying me? we should. Excuse oh, me. Hi. Yeah. yeah hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. My name's Richard. Hi, uh, Richard. Hi, Richard. Uh, I saw that you just lost. That's a pretty big loss you just had. Yeah, we lost all our money. It was on, basically uh, roulette. All, like our entire savings. <laughs> the most, the most unreliable game you could probably play. It is Vegas. Yeah. We were trying to fund our movie. Oh. That's why we did that. Yeah. Listen, do you see this man over here? That handsome guy. Yes. You yeah. see him? <laughs> wow, he's playing craps. He'd uh, he he'd like should have craps. He'd like to have a word. Odds are better. He'd like to have a word with the two of you. He he. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very suave. I really appreciate the way uh, how sophisticated he comes off. He is a very uh, well-known um, millionaire. He looks kind of familiar. Well, yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah, he does look familiar. I've well, never seen a tuxedo that nice. Uh, come, let me introduce the two of you. He'd, he'd love to have a word. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, maybe he's going to want to find a movie. That's quite a leap. Well, I don't know. Hi. Uh, hi. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. hi there. Hi. Can uh, I get you two something to drink? A bottle of fancy champagne or... 
A cocktail for the lady? Yeah, Regular I'd like some champagne fancy. champagne is fine I'd for me. You want fancy? fancy? We'll, yeah. take, um, we'll take two bottles of fancy champagne. Thank you. <laughs> is that a brand name or is that... Uh, yeah, I actually own the company. It's oh. called John Gage's Fancy Champagne and, well... If you haven't figured it out, that's me, John, John Gage. John Gage, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. We the know Vegas who you are. guy. Yeah. We know who you You're are. You're like a Steve Wynn type. I yeah. am. That's what they say. And thank you. I, I see you've met my attorney. Richard. Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Richard. So they just lost big. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. It was our savings. It was a bad idea. We're trying to fund our movie. Yeah. Oh, your movie. Oh, we're mm-hmm. talking Oscars. I've oh, been so good. wanting to get into the cinema arena. I can't believe you. Is it a drama or <laughs> a comedy? It's a it's bit a of dramedy. both. It's a dramedy. Dramedy, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And are you two married? Yes, yes we are. Yes, that's why. Yes, we're we're, married. we're young newlyweds. Oh, newlyweds. We're kind of attractive. <laughs> I would say kind of is not the word I would use. She's yes. more attractive than I am, obviously. Like I'm okay, but she's was, obviously. You're very charming, though. Thank you. You have a That's lot nice of, of you to say, charisma. Thank you. Thank you, John Gage. What a gorgeous couple. Thank you. Thank you. So nice to meet you. Thanks for this fancy champagne. Well, cheers to a night we'll all remember. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> cheers. What's your name? John Gage. John, should I get the paperwork out? Sure. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So you're, are you genuinely interested in funding our movie? Um, In a way. Is that your decent proposal? <laughs> As proposals go, that's very decent. Well, do you two have a minute to chat? Sure. Well, we got, we just we, spent all of our money. Yeah, we have literally nothing else to do. I don't know how we we're getting home. If we can check out of the hotel. <laughs> I have a proposal to make, and let me run it past you real quick. Sure. I'm listening. Now, I'm willing to offer you. One million dollars. That's the exact amount of money we need. <laughs> because it is the eighties, and a million dollars was like fifteen, like, like a billion dollars. <laughs> For one night with your wife. Now, of course, I realize this sounds wild, and it's a decision you two should make together. But I guarantee she'll have a good time. I'll take her to my yacht. <laughs> well, that eliminates one concern. <laughs> I'm just a, a single night, no strings attached, no pressure. We'll see where things go. Are you for real? What do you mean, no? What? what? <laughs> Let me no assure pressure. you guys, this is a for real uh, proposal. I have paperwork here. Everything will be uh, copacetic. Uh, everything will be in writing. This mm-hmm. is... A uh, million dollars cash under the table. But, what? Okay, so... Like tax-free? Are you... Hold on a second. <laughs> Are you saying you want to go out on a date with my wife and no strings attached? We'll see what happens. Well, yeah. So you would just like have dinner or something. Maybe go see a movie. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. But she's not. Is she obligated to do anything? Well, it's not in writing, but, you know, we'll see. I think he wants something to happen. Yeah, clearly he wants something to happen. How about this? You've heard the decent... And indecent proposal. Yes. Why don't you go take a, a little bit of time? We'll be here in the yeah, next hour. We'll be here. Let me refresh your glasses. Thank you. This is pretty good champagne. It's fancy. It is fancy. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, John. I thanks, do hope Richard. you take my proposal seriously. Can I look at that paperwork? Of course. Sure. Take your time. Good time. Good time. Yeah. And I can't wait to read the script. Well, we're just... <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to go over... 
to the buffet and we're gonna just really quick though like are you expecting like your name in the credits and stuff like as a producer no no my only joy is to see you two succeed are you expecting to have sex with my wife we'll see what happens happens. but i've never had a date where i didn't (laughs) (laughs) and scene wow that was one of the sexiest scenes i've ever seen in my head in my life i'm very horny I just find I just find this whole scenario to be very sexy. I do too. Mm, very sexy. Now, it's it's erotic. I had it's, an experience similar to this. No what? Come she's on. She's lying. I swear to God, she, I did. She's lying. lying. I swear to God, I did. I, what? This is like okay. So when I was um, living in Tokyo, we took a trip. My girlfriends and I took a trip over to Hong Kong, where we then took a trip to Macau, which is like the Vegas of okay, Asia. Maybe she's not lying. I just we were there for a, we were there all for track. Have you heard this? No, but we were there for track. a Black Eyed Peas concert. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so when we were sitting, <laughs> my girlfriend Rachel and I were sitting at the bar at this hotel, the restaurant at the hotel, and the these like these um, older um, men, um, they were like at this other table and this man approached us and he was like, my friend, he's um, he's a prince. Okay, so he's like some mm. sort of I don't know where he was from, but some sort of prince. Okay, okay. so he's like, he'd like to buy you guys a drink. So we ended up like having drinks with this these this prince and his like handler. Was he a sexy prince? No, he was like kind of big and fat. Okay. <laughs> Slutty. But they were fun, you know, and they spoke like a little English and um and we were kind of like milking it a little bit. He was like saying he was gonna take us shopping, like in all the fancy hotel oh shops. Gosh. And we were like, Well, we have to go to this concert. He's like, Well, we'll get I'll get tickets and then after the concert, like we had to get back for work the next day. And he was like, Can't call in sick to your work, I'll I'm booking you a hotel room and I'll helicopter you back to Hong Kong in the morning. Oh MG. And so we were like what is happening? But of course we were also scared because right. we yes. were like, we were like, Oh, we're also meeting all of our friends. He's like, okay, they can come, you know, like that's fine. Don't worry about it. So for like a couple hours, there was like 12 other people there who had worked at Disney Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And he was like buying all these people drinks and stuff, like in the hopes that Rachel and I were basically going to like spend the night with him. Right. Yeah, because I would be scared of like human trafficking. I know. So anyway, so at a certain point, the concert was starting. We were like, we have to go. And they were like really pressuring us to like not go to the concert. And you said, no matter what you're offering me, I'm not missing this Black Eyed Peas concert. The whole reason we came here. So anyway, eventually it started to get a little bit weird. So we were like, we had to get out of this. Like, obviously, we're not really going to do this and like Mm. call in sick to work. So we ended up um, like going to the concert and they're like, we're going to have basically the bodyguards going to wait for you outside. And after the concert, we'll like catch (laughs) up with you. So we went to the concert. And then after the concert, we full on ran, like ran out, like ran and got on the train and like went back to Hong Kong. Wow. I know. Honestly, yeah. I feel like, thank goodness. I know, because right, we could have been trafficked or something. That's but, what I think. But I also wonder, like, if they would have, you know, this is the thing. Nothing comes for free. So, like, even I also had a girlfriend who one time had this um, boss, like a, a work a mentor, basically, not even an official boss, take her on a shopping spree to mm-hmm. Nordstrom's. Like, I'm talking buying her all these, like, Chanel shoes, like, mm. a really, like a thousand dollar purse and in yeah. her mind she was like oh he's just like treating me like to mm-hmm. be nice but no it came right back to bite her like six months later he basically gave her an ultimatum you either take this job at my company which she didn't want to do or i'm sending you a bill for everything i bought you oh wow 
That's wow. audacious. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I just know from like nothing comes for free. No. And he wanted her to take the job. I did he want to pursue like a sexual relationship I with her? I think that was the underlying layer, but he wanted to keep her close. It was like yeah. a power move. I don't think yeah, a like guy a, like a, that you don't know buys a woman anything or does anything for her unless he... Not, I'm not talking friend-wise. I'm talking like a stranger guy does not... If he's taking you out to a nice dinner, buying you things, it's all because he's going, I'm giving you all this so that I can get sex from yeah. you. I think it yeah. does. Every yeah. single time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is never... If a woman thinks, oh, he's just being nice, there yeah. is no... Why? Why would he yeah. just be no, being nice? No, you're right. So first impressions, you two, um, are you taking John Gage? The, the indecent... <clears throat> well, I'm impressed with John Gage just... <laughs> Like, in terms of, like, a person, because... Yeah, so am I. He, first of all, like, <laughs> he's super confident, and he's very suave. <laughs> and, um, like, I've never encountered in my young life anyone of this stature. Wow, even mm-hmm. your new husband. Well, no, we come from, like, a different background. Well, like, we're, we're working both young, class we're, you know, creatives, you know. Right. And we're we don't, working you're class both creatives. Str- you're both struggling. Yes. You're both trying yeah, to get there. and we're just, like, trying to figure out the world. And, like, I feel like coming to Vegas and encountering someone like John Gage at my age, my young age, is a little, like, disorienting. You know, totally. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, I, right. he's handsome. He's freaking suave. He gets fancy champagne by snapping his fingers. He knows what he wants. He's living in a total different stratosphere than we are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and he's offering to fund our movie. Yeah. But I'm not saying I have made a decision. I'm just telling you my first impression. That was a question. May I say this to Amanda's credit? That your version of John Gage, if that's his name in the movie. Yeah. Is pure. It's, it's like amazing. The most piercing performance I've ever seen you do. It's quite something. It, it was honestly, quite something. There was a lot of presence. There is yeah. your eyes squint a little bit, and you get very focused, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm impressed. It was a transformation. Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what was your first impression? Well, my first impression is I feel like I'm in over my head because I've just had this tremendous loss. From stupidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a very bad call for us to do that. It was impulsive and stupid. Yeah. And now at this weird moment, um, you know, this this prospect of success is being dangled over my head, but at this very strange price. But what did you think of John Gage? <laughs> well, on the wall he's very impressive obviously he's super impressive oh, okay i don't know what you want me to say like <laughs> here's the problem here's what i'm seeing the problem is here is that paul from a man's perspective is seeing the warning signs here and janie from a woman looking at an impressive man is seeing some is seeing kind of this fairy tale thing mm-hmm. Which I think mm. we would all do as young, vibrant, beautiful women, being seen as something. Having a man, having a quote unquote daddy, look at us going, look what I can do for you. You'd be flattered, wouldn't you? That oh, of all I'd the be women flattered. in that casino, John flattered. Gage narrowed in on you and thought one night with you was worth a million look, dollars. Casinos are filled with extremely attractive people. <laughs> So for especially you, in Las Vegas. for you, especially Las Vegas. So yeah. for you to be considered the most attractive one. Yeah. I will say this. Okay, so yes, the fairy tale, but also like if I'm thinking future wise, like 
this man is like he exudes success and like mm-hmm. if we were to get sort of involved with him how far can that take us well we here's the thing though it's starting off on a very weird foot where he is right. offering all this money to go on a date with you and, and he wants to have i mean i have to have he sex with him he clearly wants to have sex with you he says he, he he may want to but it's your decision Janie. but he's also said he's never had a date where he didn't have sex yeah, I'm sure Clooney says the <laughs> same thing. That was a thing. direct quote. I mean, you know, sure, if a guy says... I'm sure Clooney says the same thing. <laughs> if, you're at a le- if you're at a level, sorry. <laughs> I will say, like, okay, I mean, me... <laughs> Clooney doesn't get as much tail as he says he does. <laughs> Not anymore. Did he pick me because I was hot, or did he pick me because he saw us lose our freaking life savings? And, like, we're a target. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, well, it's obviously, I think it's both. He could get any woman he wanted, Janie. Why would he pick you just because you <laughs> lost? Like, he can get... It's not like he's just some kind of creep here that's kind of lurking in the shadows. It's like he could get the most beautiful woman. He could call Cindy Crawford, because it's the 80s, mm. right now, yeah. and be like, get over here. But he saw you and went, I need to do whatever I... To have one night, whatever that may yeah. mean with her. But he also knows that we're vulnerable, which mm-hmm. is very creepy. Like clearly we're in a bad position. Yeah, like Cindy and he's Crawford's not vulnerable, so why not just call her? If he's like dro- <laughs> drop Richard Gear and get over here, <laughs> drop Gear, get here. She might say, "I'm hanging up on you, John Gage." Yeah, but because yes. it's on the phone, she can't see his piercing. Let stare. me ask you a question: <laughs> What mm-hmm. if he offered the million dollars to have sex with you? Fair. What'd you do? That's a very fair question. That's a very fair question. You know we need that money. We just lost everything. Right, right, right. What are you gonna do? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You agreed to the roulette thing. This is not like I did it and then I told you about it. We were both there cheering neither watching here nor the there. wheel spin neither here nor there because we are here now and right i understand here we're we here now zero. i understand we're here gonna now get back on the plane and fly back to venice but you're asking me you're asking me to <laughs> you guys flew out that's interesting you're asking me to uh first of all <laughs> defy my sexual orientation which i've never done before and this is a weird first time to do but that. But it would be the same diff because we're just talking about a physical altercation with a stranger. Altercation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does have a difference to it. It is asking someone to go completely out of their comfort zone and do something that may feel violating to them in a way. Well, I think it's violating either way. It's violating Not either way. Unless you really let your... This is the thing. It's I think... less of a violation if you find the person attractive and yeah, you want yeah. and you were yeah. like... It wouldn't yeah. be bad to have sex yeah, with that that's person. That's true. That's totally fair. I also think a, a question to talk about is like, do you think in a relationship that you could move on from something like this, like an infidelity, basically, but that you both knew about and yes. decided on together? Would it haunt you forever? Yeah, I yes. would say if we both came to the same page, mm-hmm. then you have to take your lumps. And just move on. Well, if you both, that's the thing, though, is that if you both, it's it's can you do that or not? Because we both might agree to it, but after the deed is done, then and it will get done. I I can't guarantee. (laughs) I mean, this is John Gage. Okay, Richard, (laughs) we get it. Richard, could you give us two seconds? (laughs) Jesus, I thought we had. We're at the. I thought we were going to come back to you in an hour. Sorry. 
Wait, I have a question. What if, what if the, what if, okay, let's just lay on the table a couple of versions of this story, Mm. how it can play out. Mm -hmm. One version is we say no and we stay screwed. Right. One version is we say yes and I get screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I would say like, see, if we were to agree to this, Mm -hmm. because like I'm going to take one for the team because mm-hmm. I would be the one taking one for the team. Mm-hmm. Well, you, take you get more to than stay. One. You get to go home, <laughs> Richard. Richard. <laughs> Richard. Richard. <laughs> if you don't lock the door, someone's going to keep coming in. <laughs> like I'm the one who gets the short end of this whole stick because it's I'm a long the one. stick, Janie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> I'm the one that has to put myself in this like humiliating, humiliating position mm-hmm. in order to to get us out of this financial hole, right? Well, here's the thing. It's only humiliating if you perceive it as humiliating. Agreed. You have you have control over your own body and if you submit to this uh, you know, if we both if we both talk about this and we decide, yes, let's do it, we need that money, and you're able to say this is a thing that I'm choosing to do. I don't. I don't have. Oh, any... like you're saying, it might be empowering on some level. Yeah, it, could, it, yeah, yes. it could be. It's using people... what you got to get yeah, what you need. Absolutely. So I would say, if we were to arrive at this position of like, okay, this is going to help us. Let's do it. I'd say there's a ground rule, mm-hmm. and that ground rule would be that we never, ever, ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> take another indecent proposal. Yeah. No. This is the one time we're going to do this where somebody offers us a million dollars. I would say we never speak of it again. Oh, Jeannie, yeah. that is Jeannie, that's going to eat you alive. What if you did it? I think I don't today think in so. 2018, because it's like everyone's different, right? Especially you're entering into a monogamous marriage, I'm assuming. Like, um, you know, it's not like you're in some open relationship back in the right. 80s. So, like, you are, you probably do have mixed. <laughs> the 80s Feelings when it was willy-nilly <laughs> you know what i mean? yeah but like you know what i mean it's like you probably do feel like this is you're being unfaithful but if you could say like almost own it of like yeah i'm doing this the way some mm-hmm. people feel like certain women working in the sex industry like feel empowered yeah. by that you yeah, know yeah. if you were able to do that but i know my personally uh, as the guy or the woman involved it would like i'd feel like dirty probably well right i think the biggest the thing is okay so there's two questions here would you do it do you think that it's something that you would do Janie, just to get ahead for you and your husband to have a life in the future now also on paul's end of this is would paul you could say you never want to speak it a bit again Mm -hmm. but this is now paul's standing on the sidelines Mm -hmm. going here's my woman going with the most attractive, most charming man in the world and having to deal with that and having to deal with now the shame that comes with that, the insecurity. It's also... To me, it's like, why is it harder for him? I'm the one that's trying to subjugate myself Uh, to uh, a stranger. Let me tell you why. Because you were there and you know what happened. Yeah. And in my mind, I'll always be imagining, Mm -hmm. even if you told me in full detail, I would be... In my imagination, it would be completely different than what it was in reality. What if I came back and said it was awful? 
I don't want to talk that about it. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think, and he this was... is what happens in the movies, he becomes tormented and suspicious that she actually has feelings for this right. guy, too, because right, right, right. it's not like he's some slob. I mean, right. yeah. here's John Gage. Here's what also makes this difficult, is that the motivation is just to get this money to get us out of this hole that we put ourselves into, as opposed to like somebody needs money for healthcare. Like you know what I mean? It's like, plant. yeah. So for it to be, we're in this situation because of our own stupid. dumb, dumb decision. We're stupid. And we have this craven desire to be yeah. uh, at the top of our field. In my So for me, am I allowed to give my, yeah, verdict? let's do it. I feel like in this situation, if this is what it is, I would turn down the proposal because we got ourselves into this in a very stupid way. And it's our mistake that we have to deal with. We have to own it. Yes. We have to own it. But what if we have a cavalier attitude about sex and we're like, okay, this is just one thing. Well, who cares? Yeah. But But do you, but you have to have that attitude. Yeah. But do you guys have that attitude or no? That's me personally. No, I don't know. No, I don't think I'm the kind of person who's like, sex is just sex. You can just go have sex and it doesn't mean anything. Like I wouldn't like it. Yeah, it would be one thing if it was literally like like a tweaking kind of like meth head on the street that was like that was like doing it like that and going like I'll give you all my well, money. That's like a no brainer, right? Then it's like then you could go like okay, I'm gonna do it and then we're gonna forget about Wait, it. Wait, you would do it? No, I'm saying that's that's that's. <laughs> that well, I'm horny again. <laughs> now let's talk about our erotic. <laughs> but that's a situation where you would it would be shameful for for Janie 100, and she would do that and it would be like okay, we did that. That's something shameful in our past and you move on something like this is testing every fiber of your relationship Mm -hmm. because it is taking every insecurity you have paul and it's also taking janie and putting her out she will never not be the woman to you who put her body who put her body before you i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The th- here's a, here's a difference. I feel like Let's we're really considering Paul's aftermath a lot more than Janie's aftermath. Well, well because that- I'm the one that is being like I'm having to You're having go to whore yourself out. Yeah, I'm having to literally spread my legs for a stranger. I but guess doesn't that happens fun? in the moment. <laughs> in the moment that's happening for you, right? And that will that will be and and it's not it's not like you're just going to have sex with this guy. You're having you're going and you're having the most wonderful night of your but life. But does she doesn't necessarily. I mean, it's like I don't know when you're married to someone and then even if the guy was attractive and had a yacht and bought you a new dress, which I do. Um uh, it's like you would still have mixed emotions because I'm thinking of like yeah. how much I love my husband like it, I don't know who that person would be that would make me feel okay about that I think yeah, yeah. I think even if there's right. like this artifice surrounding it of like diamonds and flowers and chocolates it's still phony like I, I've been on dates in the past with men who tried to impress me with like flowers or this or that and it doesn't feel organic and it doesn't feel like uh it doesn't make anything better. But let's right. say you We're are... married because I never gave her anything. <laughs> right. And I still haven't to this day. <laughs> but just assume that you are very attracted to this man. Like, very attracted. Would that make a difference? 
would you not want to do it more if you were attracted to him in the way where you think it would test the marriage? Because you're essentially, it's a hall pass, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I think if I were very dude. attracted to him, then I would be more inclined to be like, listen, this is one night. We're going to get our money. Really? If I were yeah. very attracted, if you were very attracted, and then you'd be you'd be giving me the hard sell to do it, and then uh, so you could have sex with this guy. But yeah, if your husband agreed, I mean, if your husband agreed, right. you'd be like, yeah, I could probably go do but this, but if, then I probably couldn't get him out of my head. Yeah, like if John Gage, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe that's the thing that like. I, I see what John Gage is really made of. And then I'm like, you know what? It wasn't that great. Our, right. our What we got, yeah. way better. And we got a million freaking dollars. But here's, I don't, I feel like the issue is not, for me, the issue is not so much who is this harder on in the relationship, but what would enable it, what would make it okay for both of us? And I think it's what the, what the stakes are. Like if it was, let's say, you know, uh, we had a, child saving a life well, a child is too like of course who wouldn't fucking but see that's who wouldn't you know fuck I mean? robert redford who hasn't but then you would it would make it even worse because you'd res- that would make that man a monster instead of this is a little bit more lighter right like, I, know, I just feel like enticing. is there any world is there any person in the world any marriage in the world that could withstand this mm-hmm. i I, wonder, I honestly I, think, I think that there is i think, I think that there are, our marriage being young and hot and mm-hmm. broke now they could withstand it if we both agreed this is something we're doing and we cannot like it is just not going to figure this is like one night of hardship and you i'm the one though? that's taking it for Here, the team here's Here. the thing though if we're young i don't think our marriage withstands it i think if you're older and you have more experience mm-hmm. you're able to put wow. things in a different perspective and say this is one night it's just bodies blah 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 you know we we young. understand each other better and we have a deeper we know that we have a deeper understanding commitment. Yeah. Yeah. and commitment and so it's not that big a deal but if you're young and you're inexperienced it's like I think it's very easy to get derailed and what? have this consume mm-hmm. you forever okay what if I said what if I said this sorry young people to make it okay and I agree with you with mm-hmm. the youth versus wisdom argument thank you excuse me what if i said for a wife to agree with her husband on my (laughs) that's all a husband could ask for what if i said listen this sucks okay (laughs) that's on the contract we're but we can get the money (laughs) no that's my richard in order to even the playing field i'm going to give you 200 bucks from that million (laughs) 200 and i want you to sleep with a prostitute the same oh, Jamie, moment no. that i'm sleeping with john gage a high gorgeous high class 200 dollars right he a, needs a thousand. thousand oh okay i don't know it's the 80s right okay no, no, for maybe 400 in the 80s I, and i'm um, you're gonna sleep with a gorgeous prostitute the same night i'm sleeping with john gage so we have an equality of experience well, it's not an equal experience. Prostitute. Yeah, because I'm the one gauge. bringing home the bacon, baby. Yeah, you're ma- you're making a ton of money. This guy is super attractive, and he wants to sleep with you. I'm like picking out <laughs> uh, out of a catalog or something. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like this guy saw you across the room, and he's like, "I'm gonna have that that lady." Can you blame? Him? I gotta. <laughs> Oh no! So let's. And I'm like, I look like Demi Moore. You know. (laughs) So let's talk about this real quick. I want to ask Maria, like, Mm -hmm. if if we set this now in our current relationships, and let's up the amount. So let's say we're talking fifteen million. 
I mean, mm. is that a lot of money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would anyone do that here? Like, do you think you and Craig no. would? No. It's didn't. not worth. It's not. It's not worth it. I mean, in my, you know, it's just at the end of the day, it's not worth it. It's so easy to look at it and go. It's one night, you know, like, let me put... But at the end of the day, if you love somebody, you're adding a layer of of confusion mm-hmm. and just uh, hardship to your relationship. And it's just not worth it. What's more important, the $15 million or, like, basically, like, you know, my, like... having an eased mind in your life. I think it's too good to be true. I think in some way or the other, it would come back to bite you. I I honestly think it's the, it's the matter of money that makes it, that really makes the difference. Because if it's just like you're getting a lump sum of cash, 15 mil for the rest of your life every year. Yeah, but it's still, (laughs) it's like, that's the, (laughs) we're we're young. (laughs) That's the thing that I think, then you have to, then you have to constantly, reassure yourselves yeah unless uh, unless you are uh, it, it really depends on your attitude about sex and what type of relationship you have if if we're all in this room we feel we're kind of like on the same page of like mm-hmm. f- for us personally that's not the way we view you know relationships that it's like you're with this person and you're kind of you know you're you're committed to that person mm-hmm. you know so if you're coming out from that perspective you would always be having to justify the money, if this no matter real- how huge an amount it was. Yeah. Whereas if you're like, you know, my my cousin's gonna die of of you know kidney failure, you know, and they as boot, long as it's it, like a liver, yeah, Somebody's- as long as long as your cousin's <laughs> alive, you'd be like, it's worth it, you know, because this person's alive. Is it though? I've saved a life. Many, yeah. most people don't go through with an indecent proposal to save a life. Why would you have to do that? To do, do you would you feel better doing that? Why would I feel better doing that? Because it's it's a it, there's a there's a what feels like a tangible positive result as opposed to just the love well, of having money. Well, now you're getting you know? into what how, how, what is the value of money? What does yeah. money do for you? And what kind of life does are, it buy happiness? What, and also, what what's your starting point? Are you yeah. living in squalor? Are you struggling? Mm-hmm. Or do you have any skills? Yeah, like you know that's that's it i don't know i think that's almost like neither here nor there in a way it's whether or not you would be willing to do it no matter what the the booty is the well booty. it's it's in a way it's it's is the question yeah. right the question is would you be willing to do this for something amazing whatever that is to you right right so if you're starting from a point of you know you you you're not as as well off as the people in the movie or as we are in this room where your life is comfortable. Yeah. You're starting from a place of of extreme discomfort. Struggle. You struggle. And But you're also young. So you know it's you're not giving yourself the chance to build a life. Yeah, but when you're young you don't know that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have that you don't, perspective. You, don't, you haven't lived any other way. Yeah, yeah, and you have you don't you don't know what's in store and also like the 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 world the way it is now is like you there are no guarantees that hey i'll just work my way up the ladder and then i get to a certain age and i'm comfortable you know yeah. i kind of agree with amanda is like you don't like you can never you can't anticipate whether or not what it does to your relationship you can't anticipate that you can try to set limits on that or whatever mm-hmm. but you can't anticipate how it might come back to bite you because you yeah. don't know the real unknown here 
The real unknown is John Gage, yeah. to be honest. True. Because yeah. John so Gage mysterious. now has yeah. this information. Mm-hmm. John Gage now has this status over you mm-hmm. because you, you know, you took money. Yeah. You took money. I and assure had sex you, with Janie, him. it's all in the paperwork. This will be mum's the word. So mm-hmm. I think, should we have another meeting with John Gage and you two can. I think we Sounds should. like you're going to let him down. Yeah. Easy. I'm not sure about Janie. Janie's, I think, up in the air. I think there are ways that this could work out, (laughs) but it. I think the unknown is John Gage, and the unknown is not me, and the unknown is not Paul, because we would come to an agreement and a commitment on how we handle this. Well, at first, I think we have let's let's improvise the the meeting with John Gage. No, the meeting with you and me before we go to John Gage. Wasn't that what that all was? Oh yeah, okay. But let's just do the final decision between yeah. the two. And of I'll you. come get you. Have a little thing, and then Richard will come get you. And you'll know when he's in the right. room because he'll already be. There. So, yeah, he makes <laughs> he makes himself known. <laughs> Listen, I know we're in a bad position, but yeah, we're not going to get this movie made. No, well, we still could. I mean, there's other ways to get the money. You know, we can find other producers. I I think we should say no. I understand that, and I appreciate <laughs> saying no. Is there any scenario where we can <laughs> proceed? Is it? Do you just this? you just want to bone this dude? Is that no. what it is? No, I want to leave Vegas with a million dollars for our movie. Okay. And I feel like I could, you know, hold my nose. Uh huh. <laughs> and I can make us this money. I can make us this money. Ooh. Now, we've already made one bet. Is it decision. because I'm the one making the money? N- no. <laughs> it's literally not about the money. <laughs> okay. We've already made one terrible decision. Oh, yeah. Do we want to make a second one? That's where I'm coming from. Because I feel like this is going to come back to haunt us. Like how? <laughs> like how? Like, I'm always going to know that you fucked this other guy. So the reason that we're saying no is because you will not be able to emotionally and psychologically move forward from it. Uh, Which is valid. That's that's the reason I would say no. That's valid. Okay, well, let it just be known that I would be able to emotionally and psychologically move forward from it and feel good about making this movie. Okay. Oh, you'll feel good. Hey, Richard. Oh, Richard. (laughs) We're so close. We're so close. But I promise you that I will not hold this against you and I will say no. Okay. Because so, I don't want to live with your, you know, emotional bullshit. problems. <laughs> so can we say we're going to say no to John Gage? Yes. Okay. Yes, we're going to say no. <laughs> yes, we're going to say no. Okay. Uh, Richard? Hi, we're done. Richard? God, where is he now? <laughs> no. Sorry. Think, oh, yeah, Jesus, I'm Richard. Sorry. Where'd you go? I had to, t- I had to take a, a phone call in the lobby. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. There's my dog is sick. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. so sorry. That's all right. Okay. What kind of dog? Just a chihuahua. Oh, this what's, is so cute. What's wrong with your dog? <laughs> well, he doesn't have any limbs. And so he, he's just... <laughs> so he's to- just a tube? Is <laughs> <laughs> so- his name's Tubi, oh, and uh, so we've had him for about a year. And uh, oh, so Tubi continued. Tubi, <laughs> Tubi continued until this afternoon when Tubi, Tubi had to be let down. Oh, he had to be let down. 
Wow, that's really hard. I'm so it's sorry. It's hard to Richard. let a dog down. We had to let my dog down when I was a kid. And he never got over it. Richard, that is awful. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Richard. So you've made your decision. Yes, yeah, we, have. we did. Follow, yes. follow me. We'll, we'll, wow. we'll, we'll, this suite is amazing. We'll help sure. yourself, please, to um, my seafood this. tower. I couldn't possibly eat all I this love shellfish all this silk myself. And velvet and satin and <laughs> just mink. It's amazing. Do you like lobster, Janie? Love it. Have you tried an oyster? Have. I'd love to try one of yours. <laughs> are you interested in my seafood preferences? Yeah. Are you allergic to shrimp? Uh, <laughs> you seem like a man who's allergic that to shrimp. That didn't seem very sensual. No, I'm not allergic to shrimp. Oh, but, uh, either way, Richard, have the shrimp cleared. I wouldn't want any accidents. <laughs> the shrimp is being cleared. thoughtful of you, Mr. Gage. wish I knew what Richard's job is. <laughs> Did you two have a chance to look over my little contract? Yes, we, we talked did. about it. We talked yeah. about it. Mr. And Gage. it was um, interesting, definitely. I'm, af- I'm afraid the answer is no. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. <sighs> but I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Anyway, I bet you are. You fucking creep. Um, Janie, could I have a chance to speak with you a little? What? <laughs> if you don't mind, just just sure. a brief moment. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll be Bye. over here with Richard. <laughs> uh, Janie, have a seat. Uh, there was something I I was hoping, of course, that you would take my deal and sign the contract, but mm-hmm. um, since you decided no, I, I had already purchased you this, this gift, and I'd hope you would still take it. Um, oh, okay. What is it? It's just a, a dress I, I bought. Oh, I um, see. Like, you... You 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 uh you probably couldn't fit into this, right? <laughs> it looks kind of weird on. Oh on no, you. it's for you. Yeah, I thought uh, you could wear it on our date, but since it's not going to happen, maybe it's for you and Paul to enjoy. I actually think that well, given that you took the time to write out this contract, um, it wasn't really a contract for me. It was a contract for both of us, and we both decided that it would be better if we just kind of went on our way. I understand. It's been a bad day. I can't say I'm not disappointed, but I wonder if you would do me one favor. Sure. Wow. Okay. What now? Would you try the dress on for me? Um, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you $500. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> wow. Richard, give her the A contract. million down to 500 Wait, So he was born with no legs. Okay. <laughs> what was that? What was What's that? going on? Sorry. We were uh, talking about Tubi. Just try on the dress. <laughs> Just to try. I'm just asking your wife to try oh, on the dress. I've got a dress contract her. here. Just if you want to sign <laughs> the dress contract, let me just find it. Sorry. I just, honestly, like if you still have the receipt, here I it think is. It's Here's best the dress contract. To just return the dress. Wait, what's going on? What's going on? The dress contract. He wants me to try on the dress. I'd love to even see her since we're it. leaving. And you can keep it. You know, if you try the dress on, you can wear it out all, and you can return it. Do whatever you okay, want. Okay. You it. know, I did think you were really cool when we first met, and now I'm starting to feel a little. Oh, Jamie, he's out. cool. No, he's cool, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, we should take your me. word for it, Richard. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just sorry, a guy. He's making man. you work on the I'm, day that your dog was let down. Uh, Richard, I mean, happened? think about that. Listen, I would have picked you up at five o'clock with my helicopter, dressed in your dress. Okay. Um, I'm flying. And then you getting out. into a helicopter. <laughs> into a helicopter, you fly out. You land on my yacht. All right. Mm, From the yacht, wow. there's champagne and there's oysters, but I'm not there. All right, so then what happens is a speedboat comes up to the yacht. You get on the speedboat. It takes you out to a different yacht. All right, a bigger... (laughs) 
several. So you have one yacht that's just dedicated like to seafood? Like a dressing room. Yes. Dressing room. <laughs> that's the appetizer yacht. <laughs> then you come to my the even bigger yacht, okay? okay? You land on the even bigger yacht uh-huh. where I'm waiting for you. We have a beautiful, there's a Michelin-starred chef there who's mm. making us a private four-course dinner. Okay. I've been working on it for months. I've been <laughs> working Richard, on the menu. Richard is a Michelin-starred wow. chef, yes. Um, there's a private performance from... Richard kind of bums me out. <laughs> well, he's the sad He's actually man. getting more interesting to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. We have a okay. private performance no by... Um, who sings Richard? Uptown Funk? <laughs> Bruno, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. <laughs> Bruno Mars impersonator Richard. <laughs> yeah, Bruno Mars hasn't been born yet. <laughs> Child prodigy. <laughs> he did do. He did what he was in the movie Leaving Las Vegas. Not uh, uh, married in Vegas. What's the one with James Caan and Sarah Jessica Parker? Oh uh, really? The, what's that movie? Uh, oh yeah, something with married in Vegas. in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. He was in that as a child uh, actor. Really? Continue. Then I on. give you a back massage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Richard didn't get certified in in massage oh, I, I am, but I wouldn't dare touch a lady without her permission. I take out your hair clip and your hair falls over your shoulders. <laughs> and I, I see you like no one's ever seen you. Oh, uh, I didn't know about that part. <laughs> to be honest, of all the parts, that sounds the most interesting. Well, that's, the being seen like no one's ever seen you? Yeah. How do you know he can do that? I don't. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Are we still in the five? We left it. Yeah. What, are we talking about the dress? And see. <laughs> okay. okay. You know what the so, scary, we got to the end of this. You know what the scariest part of this is to me is the him at the beginning saying she can do whatever she wants to do and putting mm-hmm. that power in her hands mm-hmm. because it really does, even from my perspective as the woman and then from I assuming Paul's perspective or any of the significant others, it is this putting the power into the woman's hand in a way that's not putting the power and it's going like, Watch and see what happens. It's like this like, little. It's I'm a game. Get her. Yeah. It's a game, and that's what. Because if it was just purely, I want to just have sex with her, and it wasn't this entire night. It wasn't this entire courting thing. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me the most. Well, yeah. I, I think I may have added that. I think in the movie it was more clear that she had to have sex. With no, him. I don't think. I think you were right, Amanda. No, I but there is a does. moment in when she she goes to the private yacht where he offers her a chance to void the deal with a coin toss. That she loses, and mm-hmm. so she has to spend the night with him. So it is kind of a sick power play. Yeah. But to me, that's even to me that's even more reason to want to conquer it because it's like if it's just a stupid power play by some weirdo millionaire, who cares? Let's yeah. just take the money and run and get our movie made. That's easy to say. It's just it's very difficult because it's it's the the whole um, you know it's whatever she wants to do. You you have all the power. The choices in your hands is falsely simplistic yeah. because emotions are emotions, and you, you you know logic is one thing. And of course, logically, yeah, we should take this guy for his for his money and do. Now we have our we have this money to do what we want to do with it. But it's just never that simple. It's just never that simple. I agree. I agree. So all around, we're all knows. Is that fair? Yeah. Janie's yeah. on the fence. Thank but you. I was I honestly once worried. Janie, once Janie got to see who, who John really was yeah. in that last scene, I think you really... Well, John blew it in that last scene because... <sighs> what did I do Well, wrong? John did get desperate. John like, got... He tried, I just he tried to make to you a doll. I dress. <laughs> For $500, I'd try on a dress. Okay, you guys, I think it's time to transition <laughs> to our dear big ones before we wrap this up. No, and you're th- right. This is an, uh, that was a really fun discussion, yeah. but this is a really good dear big ones. Uh, I think we can answer 
pretty clearly, I know I have a clear answer for this, and it's kind of timely. So dear big ones, my niece wants me to minister her wedding by getting an online certificate thing. I love her and would do anything for her, but honestly, she's 20, and I think it's a horrible idea. I'm the cool uncle, and that's why she wants me to do it, I guess. My honest advice is to say you are way too young. Maybe it'll all work out, but I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Should I be nice and go along with it? I've made it clear that no matter what, she should say stay in school. Or should I refuse and be like, no one your age should ever make such a dumb decision? My stepsister and my parents apparently don't give a shit. I honestly think it's insane. Should I lie and wish them the best? Or should I be realistic and be like, let's wait and see what Nathan is doing with his life four years from now? I really don't know this guy and what the fuck to do. Um, but what the fuck do I know about anything? I guess my question is, should I marry these two people even though I think it's completely bonkers? And how can I explain to my niece that she shouldn't be making lifelong commitments at such a young age? Does it even matter? Who cares if they get divorced two years from now? I want to tell her she's fucking insane, but she seems happy, and who am I to say anything about anything? Help me, big ones. It's coming in real I, hot with the language. I, know. I feel like I know the answer to this. Okay, what do you think the answer is? I think the answer is that he needs to officiate the wedding and he needs to do his best to be close with his niece for the rough times that she's going to be having ahead because she made a decision at such a young age and there's no way he can talk her out of it. I disagree. What do you think, Paul? Because officiating a wedding is different than just being in a wedding, which is very passive. You know what I mean? You're just there. You're watching it happen. But to be the actual person that is performing a ceremony that you don't believe in is really hard. I've been in a similar position where someone asked me years ago, someone asked me to officiate a wedding. I did not think that the the person the person that was the person that asked me, I did not think that they were marrying a person worthy of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know them super well, but I had been around them both. Very, you know, on multiple occasions, and this person that my friend was marrying, I was like, I don't think this is a good idea, and I kind of don't want to be the person that makes it happen. I think it's a false equivalency. There, well, hold on a second. Okay, why is it a false equivalency? Because it's not your relative and or your niece, and as an uncle, you're not a father figure, but you are a paternal figure of sorts. That's all the more reason not to do it then, because if you're a dad. And your so, daughter and your daughter is getting married yeah. to somebody too young. Yeah. You would absolutely have something to say about it. And you would risk jeopardizing the closeness that you have with your daughter or your niece. True. But that is the hard part of being a parent is doing stuff like that. I did mm. think the hard part is accepting their mistakes mm-hmm. and being the person that is a rock in their lives for when they are like, I made this mistake. I think you can be a rock in someone's life without just passively letting them make mistakes all but the time. But she's 20, she's not 16, and there's a difference because she is legally an adult. There, she's legally an adult, but she's barely an adult. Sorry, it's sorry, it's like disagreeing. It's the, I think it's the officiating part because mm-hmm. I agree. What I what I agree about Janie is that you want to be. Now he says no one in their lives cares. The parents mm-hmm. don't care. It's what. It, so he seems to be the only one with a head on his shoulder that's going like, whoa, I need to look at this girl's future. And so I get that. I get that being like, look, you're making. I, I want to be there because there are going to be storms that happen after this because this is not just going to be smooth sailing what i get about paul is by officiating it you really are giving your seal of approval on it and then you're you're being a bit hypocritical then 
not just giving your seal of approval, but acting like this is great. Right. You and know? that's yeah. what officiating is. Or, it's, uh, it's the celebration. Yeah. Or something. you could officiate and say, listen, this is a huge decision. Allow me to be the person that uh, that brings the gravitas to the situation and the enormity of it. But that may not be appropriate for. <laughs> Are you guys sure? You know, you I do- I wonder. Um, you know, it sounds like he's already said, "Please stay in school." So it sounds like there's already been a discussion that's happened. Yeah. I think there you should not be shy about. You can't tell your niece what to do. No. You also should not say you're making a terrible mistake. That mm-hmm. you're so stupid. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this person feels very heated about this, which mm-hmm. I I understand. I think I'd probably feel the same way. I think you need to come at it from a loving place and also realize it's not your decision. Mm -hmm. So I think the right thing to do is to have, if you haven't already, have a discussion with your niece where you you say like, you know, this is a big decision. Are you sure you want to do this? Or like, you know, without being judgmental. Yeah. Yes. Just like as a nice check-in, you know, that anyone might have with a close right. friend who's yeah, getting yeah. married. I don't think you should officiate, though, also. I think you should say, like, I don't feel like I can officiate. I'm sorry. Um, you don't necessarily have to give a reason why. You can tell a white lie. I you don't know? know, guys. I don't think that's a good move. You think they should? I just think they're going to have a bad... If they're so... He's so angry about this. You can tell from the tone of his email. So the onus is on him as the adult in the situation, as the older adult in the situation, to you know swap to to work on his emotions and manage his emotions about but, it but yeah. i don't think he it's should be compelled niece. to to officiate the wedding though do you know what i mean he can still be there he can be he can, he can still can be say, there he can say that's what happened i still went to the wedding right but i yeah. didn't officiate it's, it's it's going to the person it's going look i think you're incredibly young you know I, i'm not in your life and you you obviously are leading your own life but you are incredibly young i would like to see you do certain things in your life now i want you to be happy and if this is something that's making you happy i want to be there for you at the wedding but i think you should find someone to officiate it that really wants to celebrate it in the way he's gonna hurt her feelings yeah i I, I don't think think it's going to i don't think it's going to be as easy as saying i'm not going to be the right person for this because i have these you know i do think you're right janie about that and i don't think that that's a good way to to proceed with a relationship of your relative someone that you care about that is your niece and you're trying to offer guidance and be and be there for you may disagree with this decision but on the other hand she asked you to do this enormous thing that is and i understand your situation paul and i agree with what with your situation because Thank that you. to me it was totally different than an uncle to a niece a it's funkle, totally different. He says he's the fun. He's the cool. Yeah, the I just think he's it's not. I mean, you know, I, I I think he's risking he's risking putting this relationship into in peril. I, I agree with what you're saying, Janie, that I don't think going to the niece with that conversation, Maria, that you just said is right because that's going to tear her apart and it's going to put the whole wedding under strain. She's going to do what she's going to do anyway, but that's going to cause a rift between yeah, her Yeah, she's going to do whatever she's going to do anyway. So do you want to be the person that stood by her side during this, what you perceive as a mistake and is probably a mistake? Or do you want to be the person that was like, hey, I'm just not going to do this. And then and then but then she's always going to wonder. I don't care how you present it to her, whatever this white lie is. I think think I know. I think I know what the solution here is, because I think it's a little bit if he's acting like the father in the situation or the the guidance, the guy, someone who has some sort of guidance, then to go into it and just not say anything about it is a disservice to her. Now, if he went to her and he went, look, and and in the email, I have a question, though, why? 
Why is it a disservice to her to not hear his opinion because on her his own opinion, life? Because his opinion is coming from a place of actual worry and concern. And he's literally asking the guy she's marrying doesn't have any prospect. In the email, it's like, what's this guy doing with his life? You know, I want you to stay in school. All of these things are things that a parent would guide a child to do. And it doesn't mean the relationship ends because a parent guides the person. It's just putting these questions in front of the person going, look, I want you to see the big picture here. Now, to put all of that in front of her and go, look, I want you to look at this from a very in, in non-judgmental, but I want you to look at this as all the pieces to this puzzle of your life. And I want you to see that if you do this, what you can and can't do and see it as very practical. And then once if she comes back to you and goes, I still want to get married, then yeah, then I do see something as, okay, then you're making this decision. And if you you see all this and you still want to go through with it, then yes, I will officiate it. There is a, but, but to go through with it and just to go, I'll officiate it, you make your mistakes. I think as someone is the only person in her life is actually caring about her future is kind is 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 you have to do that i can tell you the outcome of 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 what she's going to come back and say okay i love him i'm going to marry him then i don't want you to officiate anymore and you're not even invited to the wedding yeah fine but 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 he has the he is the person in her life that can guide her and because he doesn't want to but why is now the moment why is now the moment that he has to say those things when she's not in a place to hear them why been, can't he allow her to make these mistakes and just be a, a guiding force in her life? Yeah, I do agree. She's she's not fifteen or sixteen or seventeen or eighteen even. She's twenty, so she's not, making. She can't even drink yet. I know, but she's making a choice. I mean, it's like nothing. He he can voice his concerns. That's fine in like a caring way. Yeah, but, but to, it's not going to fall on her ears in the way that he wants them to fall on her. Maybe, ears. That, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I feel like. I feel like you have to you have to try in whatever in whatever ways that you feel that you can try and not you know destroy the relationship. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's true. But it yeah, I just it. feel like I just feel like he should figure out a a way to get out of officiating the ceremony that is not mm. hurtful. He doesn't have to say I don't believe in your union or whatever, but I just think that's a lot. That's a lot to fucking ask for someone to. It's a lot to ask someone to actively be a part of helping someone make what they think is a mistake. Yeah, I agree Mm. that he. he, It's a personal choice, so he needs to just. I think, like what Marie was saying, I I think there's a a delicate way to have like a loving, positive conversation. Practical. This is like dealing with a drunk driver. It's like yeah. it's like trying to get someone's keys from them. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're not going to no. make. She's going to do what she's going to do. But she's and also the, being supported by her closer family members. No, they're saying the father. They they're saying they don't care. It's what he's saying is they're going like do whatever you want. Yeah, they don't oh, see so a problem. But isn't like. is but. I guess I interpreted that as they are supportive of the union. It seems that's if how I saying, would interpret it. If they're it. saying like I don't care, it's your life. You do what you want. You're a grown person with intelligence, and I trust. You know, I trust that you are not stupid. It depends on who she... I mean, it really does depend on what kind of person she is. If she's Mm. someone who makes irrational choices, if she's someone that kind of just does stuff as she feels it, and she's got a family that isn't going, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, and then there's her one uncle that's literally like, whoa, is no one else seeing this? Then he has a responsibility to be the person, even if that makes him hated, to be the person to go, hey, look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. I don't think because if she does have a loving family otherwise, but they don't 
they don't kind of show her the the ways that her life can go, then you're 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 setting her up for failure. She's yeah. twenty. But why years is old. failure bad? It's not. No, failure's not bad. But you know, getting married is like it's a big deal and it's a mess. You know, when it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. it's not. That's not a thing what? that. It's not like a bre- just a regular old breakup, you know. I agree. It gets but, complicated. But saying like "don't get married" just because it, it it might not work out and it can be a a mess is not going to persuade her. No, it's not. It's right. not. It's, but I think he can he can voice his concerns in a loving way. At the end of the day, he's got to show up for her, be a support, and be you know stay out of it. At the end of the day, while still being there for her, mm-hmm. which I believe means accepting. The officiant duties, and I, I think that's yeah. unfair. Because I, I, yeah, I think what he needs to figure out for himself is: can I officiate without bringing my own issues to this? And if <laughs> yeah. he says yes, I think I can. Once she, we have this discussion, I think I really can. Mm-hmm. Then I think you should do it. If he's going to bring weirdness, like there's so like that email, this guy's not happy about this. Right? He's right. going to bring even a pinch of that to the wedding. He needs to make a, up a white lie. Say, you know what? I'm really, I know I'm the fun uncle, but I actually hate speaking in yeah. front of people. Like yeah. I. I I'm afraid I'll mess it up. But you did mm. that TED talk last week. No, no, no. That was I can only talk about um, emotional intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there maybe he needs to proceed slowly and say, if I'm going to consider the offer to officiate, I would like to sit down with the both of oh, you. Oh, that's nice, Janie. And um, because if you were to hire a you know a preacher or whatever, that would be part of it. Yeah, I think that. And could then be a he good could compromise. see how he feels about them together as a couple. He says he doesn't know this guy. Isn't that part Wait, of the? It doesn't really say yeah, either. It just way. says that he doesn't have. He doesn't know what his future is. Really, right. that that he does. He's. He he has a lot of questions for him. And I I do think that under the guise of that, he could find out more about what's going on i i i don't think that there's any stopping this union though there may not be any stopping but i think it's a responsibility of the older people in in a young person's life to to kind of ask the questions and let them see the bigger picture yeah. and mm-hmm. your niece is lucky that you care about her yeah yeah so, exactly yeah and congrats either way it is a <laughs> sticky situation i'm yes. not gonna lie like there's a lot yeah to unpack that that's hard it's hard to support yeah. that yeah but, but guys this is such a good episode yeah. of the big ones anything <laughs> that was so nice our premiere episode wow <laughs> so we don't we're not getting a million dollars no not getting a million dollars but your I'm marriage is i may have misrepresented what this was going to be <laughs> when we were on our way Jamie over thought she was actually gonna I leave thought it. there is really a million Some dollars cash. on the table oh god anything we're, to plug um uh my podcast spontaneous nation which is wrapping up uh there's just two more episodes left um and be sure to to listen to those yeah marie and i are in the last <laughs> yeah, one it it's really true fun. Spo- it's, it's true it can be revealed yeah but it was uh i'm so uh grateful to you both for Aww. being there and for being a part of the show such an important part of the show over the years oh thanks so fun. good job you guys thanks and Janie, what's going on with you where can people find you do you got anything exciting coming up in the new year I don't know. I well, wish I'd thought ahead. Do you have a, some sort of <laughs> social media handle, right? I'm on Twitter at Janie Haddad, and I'm on Instagram at Lebanese Looker. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I like those old audition tapes you post. Thank Me you. Too. I enjoy those I should quite post a some bit. more yeah. of those this year. Those yeah. really do get a lot Sometimes of Sometimes I traction. watch them, and I'm like, I, I don't know why they didn't hire her. <laughs> oh, Maria, exactly. that makes me feel so But I'm nice. so serious. You've really? got, yeah, 
yes because like the way it just doesn't make sense like it's just like you're tv ready you are tv ready i've never it should be janie had had tompkins tv ready thank you well here hopefully in 2019 yeah i believe it baby (laughs) and And where can people find us we you can find us at the big ones pod on twitter email us your dear big ones your big screen big ones or just if you want to say hi at the big ones podcast at gmail.com and then also join our patreon for five dollars a month you get two bonus episodes per month can i say something i'm a patreon subscriber it's totally worth the money really Ah. Thank nice. you. Thank yes, you, they Paul. are. They're Thank a different. They, they're a different vibe because it's more relaxed. Amanda and I kind of just chat. We we answer some questions. Yeah. Anything we should. I I I've decided in this season we're going to end the show with some sort of pop song or something. Is there something? Is oh. there like something that kind of embodies this episode? Ooh, what's a sexy song? I'll give you a million dollars. Let's get it on. Okay, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening to The Big One of the Big Screen. Let's get it on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.